good grief, we're back. We haven't put a podcast out since, I think it was November the 20th was the last one, but this was our Christmas break. And the strange thing is, there's only me and Carl today. Hello, Carl. Hello, Martin. You right? right? I'm very good, thank you, yeah. So, you may well ask, where is everybody else? We haven't got a clue where Laura's gone. We don't know where she is. She's either living on a yacht with some Saudi prince or something. I think I saw her face on a milk carton the other day. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Chris has has let us down today. He was up for coming today and he hasn't made it. He said he can't make it because he's supposedly busy. And he committed and and now he's let us down. But having said that, this last week or two, he's had a problem with commitment. The best two a year. That's the most important <laughs> yes. thing, I think. Yes, the uh, the voice of reason, which obviously isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the voice of reason and it's the host. <laughs> and it's me, yeah. Oh, piss off everybody else. <laughs> um, oh, dear. I watched, we've, Carl, we've watched this great film recently. This superbly terrible great film. It's one of my favourite movies already of 2020. Invasion. Planet Earth, and it's bloody terribly fantastic. It's the <laughs> best worst film I've seen in a while. Even though I don't think it was intended to be so one shit. of those movies, <laughs> it was aired as quite a serious production. But it turned out to be utterly hilarious. Okay, I've got the IMDb page open here. Now, this film was, just to give you some background on this, this has been a personal project for the writer and director Simon Cox for about 17 years, and he crowdfunded it and made this sci-fi movie. Now, I watched it, and first of all, I thought it was terrible, but my problem with it is I, I watched so many movies, and they're all, like, near enough, they're all Hollywood movies. Yeah. So they've all got these big budgets, and they've all got these People that are the best at what they do. I mean, Spielberg has got, uh, what's he called, his Skywalker sound. And they, that studio is just for doing sound for movies. Yeah, That's okay. all they do, 24-7, is of the audio in movies. Well, it's cut and edge technology. Yeah. Well, this film definitely didn't go anywhere near Skywalker sound. Uh, right, I, I'm going to le- read some IMDb things here, okay? Um, so the title on this one is So, So Bad. Some films are so bad, they're good. Not this one. I disagree, because I think it was so bad, it was good. Yeah. Uh, the plot is vacuous, the acting wooden, and the special effects are a bit too special. Uh, let's have a look. The next one gives it 2 out of 10. I have a thing for disaster movies, albeit alien space movies. Honestly, I do not have any expectations from this one. You know, something on the lines of all those asylum movies would suffice for me. But this is just beyond worst. I rarely ever give up on a movie midway, no matter how crap it is. But for this one, at around 45-minute mark, I just lost my patience. (coughs) Uh, The final output is not digestible at any level. Uh, There's another one. Gives it 2 out of 10. Spend some of your budget on a microphone next time, please. That was it. (laughs) That was the entirety of their uh, thing. What a stupid review. Uh, 1 out of 10. Somebody gives it. Uh, I... Everything gone wrong is all it says. Uh, somebody else gives it one out of ten. By far worst sci-fi movie I've ever watched. <laughs> uh, maybe as a book, um, seven years bad, really bad. That's that's just another title. 
Now the title, worst sci-fi this year, story, acting, effects, all combined to prompt me to ask, why did they bother? <laughs> it's quite some quite scathing <laughs> reviews. Okay, this, this, I, I'm going to read out this review in its entirety. Because it's mine on IMDb. <laughs> so, the title, worst film I've ever seen, but I loved it. The acting was terrible, special effects were very amateur, but I watched this film to the very end. Why? Because it was so different. There's big budget Hollywood movies coming out all the time, where everything is perfectly directed and produced. This was a breath of fresh air. For the first 20 minutes, I genuinely thought this was a spoof of the sci-fi B-movies of the good old days. Then I realised it wasn't. But by then, I was already hooked. I'm now a fan of Simon Cox's work, and I really hope he does more. It's great that this is a British movie, and that Simon actually achieved something that he's wanted to do for many years. Oh, I've actually got any years. Should have been many years. Simon, please make more movies, and don't change the way you do them. This will be a cult classic. Do you agree? Absolutely agree. 100%. It's... If anything, it's made me want to look at more movies of the same genre. I'm, I've never been a movie connoisseur. I usually just watch things related to topics that I'm interested in. So I've never delved into B-movies or movies with low budgets before. So this is my first look at something like that. And I'll give Simon his dues. I'm, I'm hooked. So I'm I'm curious now to see how this compares to other movies in maybe the similar category. So, so sort of low-budget indie movies and just just what that genre has to offer in general. I don't know how you find these movies. I mean, like, I only found it because you told me. <laughs> and that was because it was trending on a certain website. Yes. And you downloaded it just to, just to see what it was. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, and I'm so glad you did as well. It's it's opened my eyes. I'm genuinely interested to see if there's going to be more movies from Simon in this series, if he's going to do more movies in general with the same topic, if there's a website or a means of trying to find movies similar to this so I can watch them and compare them. and Indie movies. Yeah, and I want to give credit to... The people that do it, like I said, we're used to watching movies that have hundreds of millions of pounds budget. So the special effects, you'd expect them to be the best, you know, next to nothing. If you see any deviation from 10 out of 10, you'd be miffed because you're paying a lot of money for a movie that's been produced with millions of quid. I don't know what the budget was for this one. 40 quid. (laughs) It looks like he did a lot of the editing himself. So it's all based on his competency with whatever tool he's using. Some bits were good, like this, the design and the models of the spaceships were pretty cool. The, the backdrop, all right, you can get away with it. Sometimes the green screen in certain other things was pretty bad, like the faces projected onto the little pods <laughs> that they were in. I was, I was laughing the first time I saw that because it looked pretty bad. But I can't, it's difficult to, you can't fairly compare that to a Hollywood title. And for what it was and the money they had available to them, I, you know, the, those reviews are a little unfair. I mean, what do you realistically expect from a movie that was produced and edited by the same bloke with probably very little budget? All right, it took him 17 years. Could have 
taken a course or maybe developed his skills a little bit over the 17 years, but... Well, he is, he, he, he has, if you look at his IMDb um, history, he has edited a couple of films. And I looked at the credits, because I watched it again yesterday, knowing we were going to talk about it today. And I, I looked on the credits, which just go on for about an hour and a half. <laughs> the credits are longer on his movie than they are at the end of Halo 2. That's that, a lot of credits. That I play on my laptop, and that goes on for 10 minutes. Uh, please credited everybody, like somebody walking past <laughs> the bus drive, anybody. Yeah. He's, they've all got a credit. But he did the editing and he did the compositing. So the um, spaceships and special effects, he did. It's impressive. It, it is impressive. And I think I have to change my, my tune a bit where I said everything was awful. And I think uh, it's because I've got the same attitude as a lot of these people that they've seen they've just watched a load of hollywood movies and then suddenly they watch this and you've compared it yeah all of a sudden which in some respects well i suppose you should because it's a feature film it's been in the cinema it's available for download um or it's going in the cinema well, one of the two um so so you would you would compare it to other films but then when you look on its own merits that it was a limited budget um and he's done a lot of the work himself. So he's written it, even though some of the plot I got completely confused at. I, I got Where I got confused was I'd be watching it, then all of a sudden then there's people in orange suits and zombies. Yeah. And it was like, I have no idea what's going on now. What's, what's supposed to have gone on now? But I think that was when they having visions or something. Yeah, they were they were having visions. So it start, there was a small sub-scene where the, the girl who's a drug abuser goes to the cinema and she's watching a movie and then she takes she has a couple of pills and then she starts seeing something different on the screen now i think we're led to believe that's just her imagining herself being in the movie because she's taken all these drugs but apparently they've got shared visions and i think it's about the ultimate demise of the earth so it feeds into the story that the you know the the race of aliens that comes along to assist them, it, it gives some credence to that. Then, but it was, but why zombies was was my question. Was that because it it didn't mention that in the movie other than those shared scenes? There was no zombies anywhere else in the actual movie or the well, they are reality. Then, if you will, it was just those little shared visions. So that bit that confused me as well. I didn't quite understand the relevance of the zombies, why not just show the future as it was after the events that were taking place at the end rather than just try and over-dramatise it with zombies? It could be wrong, I'd love... Is that, do you think, what it was meant to be? Is that, uh, you know, after the uh, after they've all fired their nuclear weapons, people would end up then as zombies? That's what I think it was. Why zombies specifically? I don't. I don't quite know. Maybe it's because of the radiation and the the then evolution of mm. humans after the nuclear apocalypse. But it, it did confuse me as well. Now, what did you think of, you know, the guy that was schizophrenic? I can't remember his name. I can't he, remember He, he was name. a bit of an assassin. Yeah. He thought he was an assassin. I, I think some of them should have been directed a bit better because... He, he tickled me in that he sounded like he was on a children's show all the time because one of the women went, oh, my head feels like it's about to explode or something along, along those lines. I can't remember it verbatim. And he went, 
Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look as if it was a children's show. And I thought, oh dear God. And he done that with a couple of lines. It was like as if he was acting on a on a on a There were a few move a, f- a few moments where he looks into the camera like those presenters would as if they're engaging with the children. Yeah. And he gives a cheeky smile as if he's gonna do something mischievous. <laughs> but when you're in what was fairly serious scenes at that point where you know, they're sharing the visions, they're, you know, the whole demise of the earth is about to kick off. And he's like, yay, children, let's do this. <laughs> it's not quite the tone or the level. During, but he was an interesting character. I think his visions were about his psychosis and about him murdering people. He was sent by some sort of government organization. I mean, the individual characters... They don't really develop them that much. The main character, you see a little bit of his personal life. You know, you see his wife. You see them plotting for the future and so on and so forth. But other than that, there's no real character development. He becomes the voice of humanity at the end. But other than him... Do you think he was strong enough to play the lead? Why I ask that is because there's a couple of comments in the IMDb comments that says that, that is it Simon Haycock, his name was, yeah. that he, he wasn't a strong enough actor to play the, the the main lead in that movie. I thought he did all right. Yeah, I thought... I, thought I didn't see any moments where I would have thought about someone else playing the role. I mean, he, out of all of the people in the movie, he's probably one of the better actors there. I assume he does this professionally. Yeah, um, I think he must be a, a, real, yeah. a really actor. <laughs> but he was pretty good. I, I don't. I didn't have any problems with him per se. His acting wasn't that bad. He was just going with the script that he was given. So there's only so much he can do with that particular script. It was. It was some of the smaller roles that you thought. You know why are they there? There's a woman in there that you see very briefly that just seems to cry a little bit and then maybe she runs around a little. I think it's his wife. And there's a few other... If you look closely, you can see some of the extras doing some really weird stuff <laughs> in the back shots as if they've run to their marker and then just sort of stopped and then just casually walked off. I may have to watch that again. <laughs> I'm sure I saw someone in the background just looking around for direction. Or, What's going on? Yeah, they're just thoroughly confused. But... I don't think, no, I don't, he was a decent actor. There was nothing wrong with his performance per se, I would say. A tell who I thought was really good was that that girl, the, the young girl, the one that... Um, Is it the one who plays his wife? No, no. Or the school teacher? The, I'd see, I've watched it twice now. I should know the names of these characters. Perhaps I ought to, perhaps I ought to look at the cast on the IMD <laughs> database just to see what... Uh, who, who's oh, do you mean the young... The girl who takes the drugs and has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name. I'm terrible with names. Yeah, she. I thought she was really good. Yeah, she was good. There were a couple of scenes where she was acting out because of her schizophrenia or her psychosis, and she was really, really convincing. Like when she gets kicked out of the cinema and she starts going ballistic. And that woman comes over to calm her down. She was really good in that scene. Toya. Is she from something? Toya Wilcox. Yeah, she was a singist, wasn't she, back in the uh, back in the 80s? 
I'm not sure. Do you remember Tyre Wilcox? I was I wasn't born then. No, 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 you weren't. <laughs> oh yeah, Tyre Wilcox was um uh, a well known singer back in the eighties. I don't wanna go to school. Don't wanna be nobody's fool, I wanna be me. I've heard that song. So what if I die in my head? That one. She yeah, she she came out with a couple of Song. I know, she didn't do much since, but she's uh, she has acted in a few films. I'm not even really sure what was the point of her being in this one. But didn't she just cry? She might have, yeah. But favorite bit, favorite bit that made me burst out laughing. And I gotta say, I must have missed it the first time I watched it, and I must have been looking at something on my laptop yeah. while the film was on in the background and missed it. But you commented on. When he throws a rock yeah. at the spaceship. And I saw it yesterday when I watched it again. I had to pause the movie at that point. <laughs> I can't believe they actually left that in. I, I was gobsmacked. Because he, he he threw this rock and I thought, oh, okay, this is a bit calm was on about. Well, it was hilarious. And then he threw another rock and the spaceship just goes tumbling off yeah. into the distance. And I thought, Christ, really? I How was... do you leave that in? And then the other guy goes... Nice shot. <laughs> yeah, again, like he's on a children's show. It's of all the scenes, that's my biggest gripe. That was that was awful. You know, you've got this alien craft that's travelled to Earth. Yeah. And it gets taken out in an overly dramatic way by a rock. <laughs> You'd like to think that it had some sort of advanced armor that could protect against a fucking pebble. Yeah. But no, the lead actor. It's sort of like in the movies where the lead actor is being shot at and the bullets just seem to go around him. And then when he starts firing back, suddenly he's, you know, 100% accuracy. So the ship is firing all over the place again. You know, advanced alien technology, it's just, just as bad as ours. And then he, he throws that one pebble, like Hercules hits it and... It's the effects that get me. It just it starts malfunctioning and then it spirals out of control and crashes behind a rock. Yeah, that made no sense at all to me. And it was, I, I can't get over why they left that in there. That was, it was the worst scene to watch, but then it was my favorite scene yeah. because it, I was crying. It was so funny to watch. I haven't seen a scene like that in a very long time and it made me chuckle so I'm torn. It should have been taken out, <laughs> but I'm glad he left it in at the same time. Because that kept me watching the rest of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Sort of, I, I think it was right in the middle of the movie as well. It was just as just as they've, as they've been taken off the planet. They've been taken into the pods, and then the pods have ejected them on this foreign planet, which looks exactly like, like Brecon Beacons or something, like a nice beach down there. And then they, yeah, they throw the rock. Those pods, they were, uh, no, I got an issue with this for this tardiness. Those pods inside the alien ship, they just seem to be like in groups of three or four, taking up a lot of space. Now, shouldn't they really have lined them up tidy in rows to fit more in? You would have thought so. <laughs> Seems they're <laughs> looking to take billions of people off the planet. You think they would have done some organization yeah, it's beforehand. Like the, the aliens haven't thought this through. It's like they're winging it at the last minute and <laughs> they've got billions of people all crammed into one, yeah. a couple of pods. <coughs> but the pods themselves were hilarious. The special effects on the faces just made me laugh. Some of them just looked like there was a piece of paper behind their head and they just filmed a short clip 
of them reacting to being captured. It didn't quite... Oh, I'll tell you what I had an issue with. You know when they were actually snatching the people? Yeah. Now, they were firing like a sort of a laser beam bullet thing. Yeah. So if they were pulling people back up into the pods, surely it would be like a, like a tractor beam. Uh, and they would be sort of... It would be a beam rather than... Choom, choom. It was just like this little sort of white flash, and it was hitting them, and they were appearing in the pods. That's I, what I, I thought. I didn't quite get that, and I thought, well, you've just fired what looks like you know a, a laser beam bullet at them, and now they've appeared in these pods. Shouldn't they be sucked back up in in sort of sort of? Well, that's my understanding. So in alien movies, the the beam itself is technology where it it dematerializes you and then rematerializes you yeah. when the beam comes back up. So I would have thought that if they'd fired the bullets and it hit the person, the bullets would then somehow shoot back up to the ship and then the bullet re-entering would be the person being rematerialized. It just looked like they were shooting them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the bullet hit the person and then somehow the person just appeared in the spaceship. There was no relation to, you know, the projectile and the space itself. It should have been like a tractor beam where it just goes through and sweeps people up and then beams them back up to the mothership. And don't you think, even though he made, um, he, he did the message thing, he appeared in the sky as a hologram, don't you think the aliens should have done that in the first place? Some advance notice would have probably avoided the mass panic. Yeah. That they could have projected themselves and translated what their intentions were. Because he said at the end, and he? he said, right, um, you need to sort of come out, give yourself up, let yourself be taken. And then it showed a couple of doorways where people were just walking out onto the street with nothing. If he'd said that to me, it'd have been, right, phone charger, keys, cigarette tin, lighter, probably need a spare lighter, yeah. uh, laptop, charger for the laptop. Is it charged up? Glasses. You know, some basic provisions. <laughs> sandwiches. What sandwiches shall I take? How long is this journey going to be? Do I need two packets of crisps or will one be enough? <laughs> I'll just put cheese in it. Cheese should be all right. You won't go off fully, even if it is a long journey. I don't know about cucumber in there or tomato because that'll just go stale after a couple of days. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to do. And I that, that would be the state I'd be in. How many clothes do I need? Summer clothes, winter clothes. Do I need boots? Do I need trainers? Flip-flops? <laughs> You'd like to think if you're given the time to prepare <laughs> even a little bit for being taken to another world, you'd, you know, you'd take some underwear with you. Exactly. A couple of pairs of socks, some basic <laughs> provisions. But no, they were just casually walking out their houses, nothing in hand as if to say, right? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go as we are, man. No tools, no nothing. Nobody's gone round, turned the gas off, turned the electric off, cancelled the papers. So they're on this other planet and they're all wearing the same clothes now for the next decade <laughs> until they invent machines that can spit out clothes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point, Dan. If they're taking them to another planet, what's there waiting for them? And how are they feeding them on this journey? Yeah, because it doesn't really it doesn't really go anything past that. It just goes, right, we've you're gonna destroy yourselves, we're gonna take you off this planet and plop you somewhere else. And that's it. There's no you don't really find out why until the end, and even when you find out, it's very, very vaguely mentioned that there's a terrorist plot to blow up the world. Doesn't really go into why, doesn't really go into the specificities of that. It just happens for five minutes, 
and then you go, oh, that's why they're being taken off the planet after they've been taken off the planet and after it's <laughs> almost the end of the movie where he's announcing to the world that this race of aliens is actually the good guy. So I think the plot could have been fleshed out a little bit better. There could have been more context to where we were heading. There was no real mention of the end during the beginning of the movie. It just develops into this craft appearing, mass confusion, and then they get taken out. And then you only briefly find out for why. So you could have they could have done better with the storytelling. I still got a concern about the journey to the new planet. What's you know what what's the dining situation? That's I, I could go probably a couple of weeks without showering. Yeah, that's all right. You know you need a pod on your own anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's your own smell. Is uh, is it like a prison cell door where there's a little hatch in the pod and they just chuck a little tray with some gruel on it? bit of mash and some monkey old beans could be and stuff and how would you bend down and pick that tray up oh, it'd have to be further up wouldn't it? unless they've got some sort of system in the pod where they put an intravenous drip into you and they just feed you whatever nutrients you need but then humans are quite sensory animals we like to taste things smell things so apart from smelling ourselves for being in the pod for three weeks you're not really going to have the same sensations of food. And I wouldn't like that, to be honest. Or do they stop? Is there an intergalactic services somewhere where they stop and say, right, everybody get off, have something to eat, you know, go to the top. You've got an hour. You've got an hour, be back, or, or we're going without you. Yeah, and like stuck at the services. Kentucky Fried something. Instead of chicken, it would just be yeah. whatever they eat. And everything would be overpriced. There'd be a queue for the toilets. <laughs> and you wouldn't know what toilet to go to. That's a good point. If you might, Christ, without getting too political, on Earth now, it's male, female. Or whatever you are this week. Non this, something that. It's a minefield now. Can you imagine going to an international space station where it's wow. human, alien, human-alien hybrid, fucking whatever else is out there? So what about the message? The message of the whole thing. Change your ways or it's going to end badly. I mean, people have been saying this for years now. It's more relevant as of now that Donald Trump just missiled the Iranian general <laughs> and World War III is on the precipice. It's not going to happen, even though they just they admitted to shooting down that Ukrainian plane, which is a bit devastating. But the message has always been the same. And most, most sci-fi movies tell you the same thing. Humans are a parasite to the earth. We're going to end up killing ourselves. So we either need to vacate the planet or... We're ultimately going to kill us. We're going to destroy ourselves. And I don't think you can even deny that. That's that's it's just true. That's the way we go in. We're yeah. destroying everything. How many billions of species have gone extinct since we've been around? And people talk about other animals breeding and overpopulating the areas they live in. We're probably the worst yeah. for it. So the message is kind of cliche. There's nothing unique about him telling us that we're ultimately going to kill ourselves because we've been saying the same thing. For a long time, War of the Worlds, every other sci-fi movie has attempted to eradicate humans from the Earth just to preserve the planet Earth and its resources rather than the human species mm. itself. Because ultimately, the world is more important than us. But the preservation of the planet for future generations is the big thing, not short-term goals. What would Mr. Spock say? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Yeah. And he's quite right. He was a clever bloke, man. He was. Yeah, I think he died tragically, but but he was a, he was a clever, 
Clever book. Anyway, let's sum up Simon Cox's movie. I think i got to take back a lot of the things I said when I first said this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a Hollywood movie. I accept that now. And I think overall, I mean, I've got probably all the same software that he made this film with. Yeah. I got Adobe Premiere Pro. I got After Effects. I got all the plugins for it so you can do all these effects and stuff. I can't do it because I haven't got the ability, but I've got the software. And you saw that video I made where I did one missile coming, I like that. coming into the picture and hitting the beach with an explosion. And that took me, what, 40 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so how we did all this must have taken a couple of years to do it anyway. About 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think overall, it's done a bloody good job. If if we made that movie, if, if all of us mucked around and made a movie, even a tenth of what he came out with. People can say what they want about the special effects, etc. I'd be chuffed. And I think that's the, the takeaway from me. It's not it's not a Hollywood movie. It was never designed to be a blockbuster. This is a personal passion project of Simon's. He's taken all these years and probably put a lot of resources and his own stake in it to make it. And he's proud of what came out the other end. And I think it's a, it's... It's a fun movie, you know. I don't go in there. At the end of the movie, you've got to think to yourself, did you have fun throughout the, the process? Did you enjoy the movie? Nah, it was okay. But I enjoyed the time I spent watching it. It was, whether it was meant to be funny or whether it was meant to be um, a comedy, you know, I, I don't think it was. It was supposed to be a, a quite a serious, hard-hitting film. But I laughed there were some scenes where I was engrossed because, you know, the the acting, um, there were a couple of small scenes where the acting was really on point and it did keep you interested. But I thoroughly enjoyed it and I bought the mug as well <laughs> to support him. Yeah, I haven't yet. I, I, I'm thinking of ordering the mug and the, and the T-shirt because that's like 20 quid for the for the two. It's a double package. So uh, I'm going to promote that in work. Like you've promoted it to me. I'm going to promote yeah. it to everyone else just to get them to watch it and see what they think. If there's a Simon Cox fan club or an Invasion Planet Earth fan club, would you join it? I am I might find one later to see if I can. There's well, got to be a forum somewhere where you can go on there and have a look. I'm sure Simon has promoted it in a forum or on the internet. He's somewhere. promoted it everywhere. Yeah. I'd love to. He's done a good job of promoting it, actually. It's, it's yeah. wherever you go. It's, uh, it's in all the supermarkets, I think, on DVD. Yeah, there's a load of different well. trailers on uh, on YouTube by different companies and stuff. So he's marketed and promoted it well. Yeah. Um, I think the effort he's put into it, he deserves to do well out of it. Yeah, I totally agree. Even though I thought it was shit the first time I watched it and thought, this can't be serious. What is this clown doing? But I apologise, Simon. I take it all back. He's done an <laughs> excellent job. And I don't think it's a film you should be comparing to, you know, massive budget. No, it's, Holly, it's Holly, Holly He's movies. never going to be able to compete with the movies that people are used to reviewing on a regular basis. Even small indie Hollywood movies have large budget, large budgets. They yeah. have the tools and the technology available to make even low-budget movies in Hollywood look like the professional thing. But this is not even... This is just some bloke making a movie in his spare time as a passion project. And what's turned out, is it probably bet all the people criticizing him. I'd, I'd love to see them try and do the same thing with the, the publishing, the, the actors, the organization of everything. 
considering he's he's not is he a professional director no no I think he's I, I don't know what else he does but going by what it said on IMDB he, he's edited a few films so but I don't know what else he does so yeah. he, he, I think he's been in that um, area for years in, in the movie sort of area he might be a man of you know many talents yeah but you know it, it doesn't seem like if it's taken 17 years it doesn't strike me as something that he does full time maybe it's a side project or something that he does in his spare time but I give him kudos there's not many people who can produce a movie like that and market it the way he did the mugs look pretty cool I'll give him that they're, they're well designed so I'm going to spout that now and I'm going to promote that as a proud fan <laughs> of Invasion Planet Earth. Superb. I'm going to put, um, uh, when I put this up online, I'm going to send the link to Simon on his Twitter page. I'm going to represent in South We'll represent. Simon, we're proud of you. I take back all what I originally said. We love you. And can we uh, be extras in your next movie? Yes, we want to be extras in your next movie. <laughs> I'm going to call it there. I thought we'd end up talking about other movies, but... We've, We're so passionate about this one. Yeah, we, we, we love this film. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Simon. Cheers, Simon. And uh, thank you, Carl. Yeah, try, try mine. Goodbye.